Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter, where today on the podcast, we're going to discuss roster predictions with a special guest. Zach Seeger is going to join me on the podcast. We're going to get to the reactions from some of the um, national outlets and uh, who they think the Broncos will make the roster, miss the roster, all that jazz, and then we'll sprinkle our opinions in as we go. But first, our friends over there, at Pro Football Focus. Hey, prepare to win this season with PFF Fantasy. PFF offers the most in-depth stats and analysis to give you a massive edge over your competition. Use their data-driven projections and matchup tools to find the breakout players. And of course, you can just sit back and follow Jeff Ratcliffe's expert rankings all season long. Don't waste another season guessing which players to draft or fade use pff analytics to optimize every draft pick trade offer and dfs lineup you sign up at pro football focus and here's the thing you use the promo code pff25 to save 25 percent off your order if you are a high stakes player like me you got to go check out that pff elite to access their green line game picks for nfl and college games green line shows you which picks have the highest confidence to beat the spread money line and the over under join pff today and prepare to win. Join PFF at PFF.com and use the promo code PFF25 to save 25% off for a limited time. It's the Broncos Wits Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. Also joined by Zach Seegers today, writer at MileHighSports.com, covers the Denver Broncos. Zach, how are you? Where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Zach underscore Seegers. That's Z-A-C-H underscore S-E-G-A-R-S. All right. Broncos preseason game coming up here shortly. Uh, Jeff Legwald, ESPN senior writer, writes about the uh, roster prediction for himself before the final preseason game. I want to go over some of these uh, interesting names that he lists and maybe more importantly the names that he does not list. Now, he starts it out, and I think the cloud that kind of hangs over this whole entire roster because everything else kind of divvies from there is the quarterback situation. He has, and, and as he puts, likely... The idea that Drew Locke is headed to injured reserve. So they will only keep two quarterbacks in Joe Flacco and Kevin Hogan. He then from there has them keeping four running backs, Devontae Booker, Royce Freeman, Philip Lindsay, and Theo Riddick on the roster, as well as only one fullback in Andy Janovich. Keep that in mind. Tight ends, he has them keeping four in Jake Butt, Noah Fant, Jeff Hireman, and Troy Fumagalli. And yes, I did say Jake Butt. And then lastly, at wide receiver, as we begin with the offensive side of things, 
He has them keeping six wide receivers in Emmanuel Sanders, Cortland Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton, Tim Patrick. I think those are the the four that most people believe are going to make the roster. Jawan Winfrey and maybe more surprising, Kelvin McKnight is the sixth wide receiver. Of all these names listed on the offensive side of things, and we'll get to the offensive line in a second, is there anything that jumps out to you immediately that you agree, disagree with? What what, uh, uh, do you take from this? Well, the Drew Lock thing would be one, but I think the most surprising is actually Andy Janovich being the only uh, fullback on the roster. Uh, fullback's going to be hugely important to this Rich Scangarello offense, and maybe they think they can play Fumagalli or one of the tight ends there. But it's really surprising that they're not bringing in Orson Charles, especially after signing him, or uh, uh, George, George Aston, Aston yep. who's looked really, really well in the preseason, in my opinion. Um so, Who looks like basically an Andy Janovich doppelganger, by yeah, the way. I mean, yeah. he looks exactly like Well, Andy. even without the pads on, yeah. he's a freak. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's one of those corn-fed, kind of, you know, uh, gritty, lunch-pail-type yeah. guys. You know, all the cliches. Looks like freaking um, Conan. Exactly. I do. I will say this. I agree with you in the idea that it is a bit surprising. I will say, though, this maybe is the argument to actually keeping the four tight ends because of yes. the idea that, look, a couple weeks ago they experimented with the whole Troy Fumagalli plan playing fullback situation. I don't know if they saw enough from him that said, okay, light bulb, we're going to keep four tight ends. We know that already. It also helps in the idea that, look, we know these guys in their injury situation. Okay, We know that there are many, Jake Butt included, who look, Jake Butt's not even at full 100%. You know, no. and, and if he says he is, he's clearly not because he's not practicing, nor is he playing in the game against Arizona. So it's like, okay, will you play what, 15 snaps, something like that, uh, against San Francisco, and then all of a sudden he's out for the week. He's still very much recovering. Noel Fant looks like going to be 100% for the full season, but uh, a little bit of an injury scare considering uh, tight ends and, and Broncos um, in that combo just has not been able yes. to stay healthy. So maybe there is this argument in playing four tight ends and then just keeping the one fullback because, boy, it's tough to swallow a two-fullback situation on the roster but I do agree in the also the idea that it is really important for the Rich Gangarello offense. Yeah, but I, I and, and I do think this is the right move. You know, you don't like you said, it's really hard to swallow having two fullbacks carrying that on your active roster into yeah. the season. So I think this is the right move. And I think more importantly, Fumagalli can play the fullback role. Now he's not going to be as good as Annie Janovich, but he's a good blocker. It's he's, a he's the best. Yeah, yeah, he's the best blocker out of the Broncos tight ends. He's and he's got the willingness to do it. Like he's a hard nosed guy too. Um, it definitely won't be as good with as with Janovich in there, but I, I think he'll be a solid replacement. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. Zach, where can they follow you on Twitter? Zach underscore Seegers. Again, that's Z A C H underscore S E G A R S. All right. So six wide receivers is listed here from uh, Jeff Legwald of ESPN. Mm-hmm. And the I don't want to talk about the first five because I think most people have the first five in there between Sanders, Sutton, Hamilton, Patrick, and Winfrey. The sixth one's the interesting one to me. They leave River Craycraft, at least he does, off his roster prediction. Instead, he has Kelvin McKnight making this roster. I think versatility, and particularly in special teams, is crucial because, and look, I I totally disagree with this fundamental thought process. I am stunned he actually said this. It was about a week or two ago where Vic Fangio said, yeah, we may have to play starters on special teams. And I was like, what? Are you, (laughs) uh, coach, 
Can we can we not do that? Can we not play our starters on one of the more vicious and violent plays of a punt and kick return where they could potentially get hurt? Let's not do that, please. Um, but also in the idea of who's your return guy then? If this is the case. Now, he does have Devontae Booker making the roster, but um, are you surprised to see Kelvin McKnight as the six wide receiver? I am. You know, I think River Craycraft was probably the favorite for that job, given his versatility on special teams. But I actually like this move okay. I think Kelvin McKnight does offer you more in the passing game. And I really do think whoever gets the sixth wide receiver uh, spot, they are expecting to return kicks. But I also think whoever gets it is on very thin ice. I think if there is a a better wide receiver, a better returner that hits the uh, waiver wire, whoever that sixth receiver is, uh, whether it's Craycraft or McKnight, the Broncos have shown that uh, they're not really happy with either special teams play, even if Craycraft has been marginally better. Uh, I I think both those guys are on the hot seat no matter which one makes the roster. Yeah, and and look, I I hate to downgrade the returner position because we should expect not only you to catch the ball but also have at least competent return game to set up the offense. Look, at this point, I'm just saying uh, just just catch the ball. I mean, just catch the ball. That's all yeah. I really want at this point from my returners. So uh, maybe you could just stick anybody back there, but certainly somebody who didn't turn the ball over last year and this year was River Craycraft, and he has been left off this roster, uh, at least this roster prediction, from Jeff Lugwald of ESPN. On the offensive line, uh, there aren't too many surprises, if you will. Um, Wilkinson, Sam Jones, Barclay, and Schlotman are his depth guys. He does have the Broncos keeping nine, which is generally about where it should be. I maybe could argue a 10th offensive lineman, but I I just don't know if they have enough roster spots to really validate that. To the defensive side of things, it is a pretty... I think the defensive line is basically locked in now after we saw Zach Kerr released. He does have Demarcus Walker and Mike Purcell making the roster. Obviously, to go with the rookie Draymond Jones, Derek Wolf, Shelby Harris, and Adam Gotsis. On the linebacker, it gets a little interesting with Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, Todd Davis, Josie Jewell, obviously your first four. He does have Jamal Carter making this roster. I want to come back to this for a second. Keyshawn Beria, Justin Hollins, the rookie, Malik Reed making the roster, and Joe Jones. To the secondary is where it gets interesting. Obviously, you have Chris Harris Jr., Bryce Bryce Callahan, Kareem Jackson, Justin Simmons, Will Parks making the roster to go along with Isaac Yadam, Devontae Bosby, Demonte Thomas, and Shamarco Thomas. You'll notice I left off Sua Cravens, though. He does not have Sua Cravens making this roster, and here's why. He actually notates this. He says, Sua Cravens could snag a spot at the expense of a linebacker But the Broncos' decision to move Carter, Jamal Carter, to linebacker is exactly the role Cravens would have in the specialty packages on defense. So that's his justification. Do you agree, disagree? Sua Cravens has had a pretty darn good preseason here, and it kind of looks like this guy's going to all of a sudden be a player. You think they really could release him? I don't. I mean, could they? Yeah, but I, I, I really don't think they will. Like you said, he's finally... I don't think you invest all this draft capital in trying to trade for the guy. And then he was an utter disaster last year. I mean, PFF had him graded as the worst Bronco on the entire roster. Now the talent's there. He was just in the wrong setup. And I think now he's finally had a few years in the league at safety where he's been able to build those skills. And it is his more natural position, which is why I think they moved Carter into that sub package instead of uh, Cravens. Uh, but but yeah, I don't think you can cut Cravens. I'd rather cut... Uh, 
Jamal Carter first, but I do think it it makes sense to keep both on the roster just because Jamal Carter is so good on special teams. Um, he's I think he's one of those special team ads. Uh, but yeah, I, I would definitely keep uh, Cravens over either of the Thomases, Daimonte or Shamarco. Yeah, I, I'm surprised to see Sua Cravens left off the roster. I would keep Sua Cravens on this roster, particularly like you mentioned. You know, this is one of those guys who probably could see some some good rotational play and be a solid player on special teams, but interesting little leave-off because, look, uh, Jamal Carter, is, has, at least when he stepped into the linebacker position, has played well, but again, preseason, different story. Now when you get starters out there and you get some beefier guys pushing you around, we'll see if that undersize becomes a problem. But Suha Craven's missing this roster. Just it it stands out like a sore thumb to me. And I, I think there's I think there's a little bit more too much of an emphasis on uh, potentially your offensive depth in 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 bringing those guys in when it comes to this this kind of roster prediction as a whole, and maybe missing out on some of that talent on the defensive side. Suha Craven's being one of them. I just don't know what you do with the running back situation when. Uh, I don't want to keep four running backs. Quite frankly, I don't want to keep four tight ends. The Janovich situation means that you probably keep the fourth tight end, though. So I'm looking more at the running back situation. I think you need to make a decision. Uh, Theo Riddick, if if this guy can't come back, um, you move on from the guy. Uh, if he is going to come back and you you like what he brings, you move on from Devontae Booker and you just keep two running backs until, until he's healthy. I just At some point, I think we need to make this decision because that's a roster spot that I think would go to a very valuable a valuable keep in Suha Cravens. Absolutely. I'm, I mean, I'm the president of the Get Rid of Booker fan club. I mean, <laughs> he is just, I think I tweeted out recently that he is like the most oatmeal running back in the NFL. He's just miserable to watch and he doesn't offer the Broncos anything outside of what? He's the best pass protector. So you're going to throw him in there as like, you know, later stages of Adrian Peterson's career, whenever you put him in, it was a tell that you were going to be running the ball. You put Booker in there, everyone's going to know you're passing and he's staying into pass protect. Yeah, I, I just I, I just don't know what he brings, you know. I, exactly. I, look, he's been, he's been somebody that has had mo- several opportunities. He seems like a nice guy, but it just, at some point in three years of NFL play, I need to see you make wow plays, and I just haven't heard it yet. Me either, and... and Riddick isn't one who necessarily excites me either. I'd be honestly kind of tempted to keep Muhammad or Jackson on the roster because they're young. They have some upside. They're really quick and shifty. Maybe they can return. I mean, Muhammad had some good moments returning in that uh, first Hall of Fame game, and I'm surprised they haven't really used him there since. Well, and I will say this. uh, Obviously, the practice squad is going to come into play here. I I, I have had in conversations with some individuals that believe – the Broncos may struggle to take both those running backs and put them on the practice squad. Now, these conversations were three, four weeks ago. So it has been a minute, and a week in the NFL is an eternity, and sometimes your name is forgotten after a while. So we'll see if the Broncos, I imagine they're going to try to slip both those guys, both those guys in there and see if they can you know, keep some good talent. You imagine Brett Rippon is also headed for the practice squad. I can't imagine that anybody's going to be claiming him. So they're going to have some talent there, but obviously to, to just solely groom. 
Um, but there are some surprises on this uh, Broncos roster prediction that uh, kind of really stick out to a sore thumb to me, and particularly the River Craycraft one and Suat Cravens. Um, overall, do you think that the Broncos will have any big splashes, any big surprises come Saturday where we're, we're looking at a cut and we're thinking, oh my gosh, I, I can't believe that happened? No, not in terms of surprises. I mean, I think I think the most surprising thing you'd see would probably be Sue Cravens being cut, or uh, uh, the most activity you'd see is uh, some solid backup quarterback is available and they cut Hogan and sign him, sure. or some solid returner ends up getting cut and they cut Craycraft or McKnight or whoever that sixth receiver is and bring in uh, uh, that returner. Uh, outside of that, I don't really think you can see anything surprising because I don't know who's really left on that bubble outside of Cravens who uh, it, it would be a surprising guy. Yeah, it seems, you know, it's weird because usually we we see, you know, five or six guys where are like, well, you know, they could keep TJ Ward, they could cut TJ Ward, they could keep Darian Stewart, maybe they move on from him, you know, there's wide receiver depth, yada, yada. And, and all of a sudden you're thinking, okay, there's like five or six bubble guys. This year it just doesn't seem that way. It seems no. like there are guys who have like rock solid made the roster, and then the, there's like two bubble guys, and that's it. Yeah. Well, some of the bubble guys he actually kept on the roster are really surprising to me, uh, namely the two Thomases. Don't get me wrong. I think they always play really well in the preseason, but taking them over a Sua Cravens I think is kind of odd. Yeah, so a lot to get to, of course, with uh, the Broncos and uh, their roster predictions. Uh, we want to thank our friends over there at Tap 14 for helping us out with uh, the podcast. Of course, Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jumble away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on Tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Chef Andrea Varela and that locally sourced, rotating seasonally fair. Jump on over there to Tap 14, Caddy Corner to Coors Field, and enjoy Sundays, football Sundays at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Of course, Tap 14 on the web. Spell out the word 14 for me, tap14.com. That's tap14.com. Zach, where can they find you on Twitter as uh, we exit the Bronco Blitz uh, podcast? That would once again be Zach underscore Seegers, uh, Seegers, S-E-G-A-R-S. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, or radio on Twitter. You can find more of... Zach and myself's work at MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com where we have coverage on the Broncos from interviews, player profiles, discussions, debates, and, of course, the Broncos Blitz podcast, all archived this daily podcast at MileHighSports.com. We are all done for the Broncos Blitz podcast. Say thanks to our friends over there at Tap14, as well as our friends at Pro Football Focus. Don't forget about that promo code PFF25. Save 25% off your order at Pro Football Focus. Be sure to check it out at pff.com. And for more info on the Broncos, news, discussions, debates, player profiles, and interviews, find that at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. See you next time.